When I trusted in Christ as my savior, um, it was, you know, the first time I'd ever heard it clearly being, being represented to me, I was in shock. I was like, is it really that simple? All right, guys, so Robert and Erica, known you guys for a long time. I know you guys are serving in the church now, and we wanted to get you on Bible Line and get your story. We were just at your house Saturday, yeah. Saturday. Uh, playing croquet, <laughs> <laughs> which my wife is like still sore from that. <laughs> but that was interesting. Like the first thing I was wondering about that was like if your lawn was proper croquet. Yeah, because I think Not you guys did like croquet extreme. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we had some obstacles in the like, way. Grant if would you hit could the ball pick and... difficulties, it was definitely yeah. Hard. Grant would hit the ball, or someone hit the ball, and it would literally spin in the dirt. Yeah, <laughs> or it would like go, and then it would just come, come back. right back. <laughs> come right back. So we're really blessed. I know my wife and I are blessed to know you guys, but I wanted to get your story on record and on video to probably impact people because I think it's a great story. So Robert, I'll start with you. How'd you meet Erica? I met Erica in, I was in 11th grade, she was a senior, mm-hmm. um, and it was in a computer class, I was making up some classes, mm-hmm. and uh, she was doing, what was the class you were making up? I was just doing my online class. Oh, she was just doing an online class. Um, but yeah, she walked in, and immediately, my eyes just couldn't get <laughs> off. Her. But anyway, yeah, we met there, I met, um, I always like... I always wanted her to, I always wanted to get to the class first mm-hmm. so that I would be there to say hi to her yeah. before she got in her seat. Which is crazy. Cause Did my, you notice that? He was always there before me and he sat in front of the door and he'd mm-hmm. walk in and say hi and I'd say hey. But my class was right above that room. So I don't know how he'd beat me there, but he did every day. Yeah. It was cute. Man's on a mission. <laughs> yeah. So met her there and then you know a couple weeks later her friend um that sits next to her like passed me uh or she didn't pass me the note but she said like oh she thinks you're cute and then i was like <laughs> bet <laughs> so anyways like yeah so we started talking we had back in the day it was called uh i don't know if you kick. guys ever heard of this called kick it's like a messenger right? it's like a yeah. messenger yeah, app. yeah. So we started oh, talking man. on there. We we exchanged kicks. We started talking on there, and then we eventually got each other's numbers. And mm-hmm. there you go. That's how we started started dating. Like maybe a week later after talking, started dating. Around that, yeah. Around like a week. Probably later, a little started, less. Yeah. So. So how'd you end up coming here to Calvary with the youth group? So I came first. I came for a year before I met her and brought her. Um, I was invited by by a kid named Michael Arroyo. He he had like invited me a couple of times, mm-hmm. and I always said no. <laughs> but um, he like he was really persistent. So eventually, one day I was like, okay, I'll come. Yeah. Check the place out, and I came, and I really liked it. At first, when I came, I I was a little shy. Like I didn't know what exactly was going on, but I did come for the sports. Yeah. And, you know, you gave the message, I trusted Christ um, for the first time. But she came a year after. Like, I met her because um, I came when I, when I was a sophomore. And then I met her um, my my junior year. Mm-hmm. And I brought her. I, like, that was our first date. Oh, so, it was here at Ranch? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, right. That yeah. first date, yeah. <laughs> so what did you think, Erica, when you came? I really enjoyed it. I've gone church to church and stuff like that so and I never found like a 
good clear message or anything that left me feeling like certain about anything it was mm. just always like fluff feel good stuff yeah and so when i came here and i heard the clear gospel it just made so much sense like it clicked and i was like it has to be that way you know yeah, yeah. So I trusted that night, which was three days after we started dating. I can't remember the year, but I do remember when you guys came. And I remember you had come mm-hmm. a couple of times before, but it was kind of like here and there. Yeah. But yeah. then when you brought Erica, and I think I actually talked to you guys afterwards, like maybe mm-hmm. even you brought her up to me or whatever. But I remember you guys saying you understood and that you had understood mm-hmm. earlier, but you had understood that night. Mm-hmm. What did you guys like grow up believing before you changed your mind and put your faith in Christ. Like, what what were you experiencing before that? Right, so my family um, was a little mixed. Like, some of them were Catholics, and I, some of my aunts and stuff were Jehovah Witnesses. Hmm. Um, so I was kind of in between that, and but I was mainly more of, like, a Catholic. I wasn't, like, practicing it yeah. regularly, but mainly it was Catholic, what, yeah. I, what I would believe. Um, but... Yeah, it was, you know, all that, like, you had to be good. Yeah, if you're good girls or good boys go to heaven, bad girls go to hell. No, I'm just kidding. Mm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it was it was that type of stuff. Like, if you do good, you go to heaven. You do bad, you go to hell. Um, and that was, that was sort of, like, what I believed growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we always believed in God. Like, my mom always said, like, oh, you know, you're like, Make sure you're good. Make sure, because God is watching you, this and that, like, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So we always believed in God, in a way, but it was the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. So Did that affect you a lot? Like, did, you, did, did it make it hard for you to think that there was any, like, substance to, the, to, to Christianity? Because it was just kind of, like, formulaic. You would just do bad, confess mm-hmm. it, and then try to do better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it did. For like, well, when I was younger, I didn't really like, honestly, I didn't really think about it that much. Mm. I was always just, you know, riding around on bicycles with my friends, you know, getting into trouble, doing, <laughs> doing things, I, being where I wasn't supposed to be, <laughs> doing yeah. things I wasn't supposed to do. Um, and so I, I didn't really like think about it that much. But after, after I moved to, to Tampa and I, I didn't really like do anything church related. I didn't, you know, do anything like that. Um, I kind of started thinking like, you know, when I die, I'm going to go somewhere. Mm. Like, it's not like I'm going to die and everything's going to be dark and I'm just going to be, because a lot of Jehovah Witnesses believe that when you die, it's just. Yeah. Like, annihilation. It. Yeah. It's annihilation. Yeah. It's we like, just cease thing. to exist. Yeah. Cease to exist. Yeah. So mm. I didn't believe that at all. I was like, I'm either going to heaven or I'm going to hell. I just don't know where I'm going. Mm. I wasn't sure at all. So I started that thinking about so that. That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So, I when Michael Rowe started started inviting me, I I kind of like put some thought some thought into it, and I was like I should probably go and see what what this church is about, you know, because I wasn't I, I wasn't in my Bible, I wasn't reading it at yeah. all, I didn't know anything, I just knew Jesus Christ, um, Jesus Christ paid for my sin, but like I didn't exactly know what that meant. Yeah. Um. So. It's something you had just heard. Yeah, it's just something I'd heard. But there was no yeah. personal understanding in it. Right, yeah. right, That's right. a lot of Catholics, man. Like, yeah. You know, my wife's side of the family, like, I know a lot of people grew up in that mentality. It was just kind of yeah. like a checklist, like you were saying. Do good, yeah. yep. good enough, you're good. Bad enough, we'll see. Yep. Yeah. So. Yep. So. Yeah. 
I grew up Lutheran, and so it was kind of piggybacked off of Catholic and stuff. So it was like every yeah. everything was like wishy washy. Like you'd get some substance of like Jesus died and paid for your sins, but then you have to be good. So yeah. it takes away from the merit of what God did on the cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so when you guys found the truth Sorry. here, what did it like? Like a, like a lot of people are always like, well, you know, repentance is you got to change your mind leads to a change of action. And we know that's not the definition of repentance. Right. But I mean, obviously, the gospel has changed y'all's lives. Oh, yeah. So like, can you maybe share with us like after you heard the gospel and believed it, how did that begin to influence, you know, the direction of your lives? Yeah. So when I I'll go ahead and start first. Uh, when I when I <laughs> uh <laughs> When I trusted in Christ as my Savior, um, it was, you know, the first time I'd ever heard it clearly being being represented to me. I was in shock. I was like, is it really that simple? Hmm. Like, is it really just, I believe Jesus Christ died for my sins and that's it. I'm going to heaven, you know? Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, that's, that's pretty cool, you know, because you had showed me like when you were the youth director at the time, you had shown me verses to back that up. And I'd never seen it that way. Mm. I've always heard people tell me this, tell me that, but never really back it up with verse. Yeah. With verses. So when I actually saw the verses that you backed that up with, I was like, cause I believed in God. So I was like, God said this, so it, ha- it must be real. Yeah. You know? So immediately I was like, this is, this is great. You know? So that impact, that impacted me in a way because <clears throat> God was so gracious to give me eternal life and he doesn't really ask for anything in return, Mm. but he, he likes it if I do these things for him. Mm -hmm. And so the only way I can think to thank God was to continue to serve him after I've trusted Christ as my savior to serve him and please him because I felt like what he did for me was something that was is just absolutely i don't don't deserve it absolutely i don't deserve it at all and he gave me that for free and so i feel like the best thing i could do the least i can do is to serve him with all my heart and do the best i can so i think the way you said that is perfect like that's a natural observation of the definition of grace right like getting what we don't deserve like you know Mm -hmm. god's unmerited favor i mean i don't deserve it nobody does Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like what is sad about organized religion it takes that beauty away and makes it like you know formula do this and this won't happen and it's all relying on your works right whether it's in some form or another i mean jesus is the initiator you know yeah he died on the cross for my sins but i have to do this and if i do that i'm definitely not going and people are just like trapped so like hearing (laughs) you use that definition like it's it's 100 percent accurate with what we see that's been offered to us yep so you started to see your life in a different lens. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. like, how could I give back? Right. What about you, Eric? How did it impact you? It like 180 a lot of stuff. I was struggling with depression and PTSD. And I mm-hmm. used to have this book where I'd write down my prayers, mm-hmm. kind of like a journal. And there was one from around 2012 where I was like asking him to save me and give me the peace that like I keep hearing about the peace of god and everything like that i was like i don't have it i want it and then i met him and first date in 2015 i come here and i got saved and after some time with like working on my walk that really like i felt that peace and everything and it was great 
to have and I found that notebook a while back and I was like oh my goodness like an answered prayer right here it was really cool (laughs) and yeah I just it changed a lot of my thinking and stuff from all those worldviews that get pushed so much Mm -hmm. and so that was really good I liked that and just serving him brings such like good peace and comfort and blessings What well, I mean, what what peace and comfort and blessings have you guys experienced by you know not just resting in the contentness oh, my right. salvation's paid for, but you guys you're active in the church. Mm-hmm. You guys are our one of directors. Yeah. Like, and, I, how how has the gospel kind of grown and matured you spiritually? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm going to say working with the with the youth is such a blessing. Yeah. Um, you know, being able to help these kids out in in growing not only growing but like you know trusting in in, in christ as their, as their as their savior first but then growing as as they walk with the lord like helping them grow with that it's it's such a blessing because you see the changes you see these kids understanding you see these kids actually starting to understand and know the lord you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so it, it's super cool i think that's such a huge blessing just seeing and, and having fun with them as well like having as much fun with them um playing sports with them you know giving them things and and knowing that the knowing that this is work for the lord and it makes me happy that just that's that's super cool i find that like so awesome and then like also being a part of the church you know whenever i like help out with like um you know if, if it's like a potato raiser or you know just stuff that we do here around the church to raise uh you know money for the for the camps for the Mm -hmm. For, for everything that, that the church needs. Like, whenever I'm here helping out, I feel good. Like, I feel even better than when I'm at work, working yeah. at my job. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like here, it's 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 eternal rewards. Yeah. And purpose. Yeah, it's yeah. purpose. You yeah. know what purpose I'm saying? So it. I... And a lot of people will be like, oh, you're working for rewards. And it's like, well, it, it's what God says, right? Yeah. So... So why, I mean, Jesus is the one who said, I'm going to reward you. <laughs> right. If people are upset with that, like, talk to him. Right, exactly. <laughs> Hello. So, you know, but, like. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it makes me super happy to just be in the presence of the Lord with people yeah. that are oh, yeah. same believers. The and joy and everything. It brings me happiness just as a whole with everything. I would yeah. say, like, the personal, like, really personal blessings we've had, too, is, like, we have a very secure marriage mm. that I know a lot of people I've grown up with, they don't have that. Yeah. And um, another thing, too, is, like, when his mom passed, we, like, obviously we mourn and we grieve and we miss her, but there's just such a big comfort knowing that we will be with her again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I always, like, point people, like, to piggyback off what you said there when you lose somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when my mom died when I was eight. I don't remember saying this, but my uncle said, that I said, well, we prayed for her, you know, so why didn't God save her if he heard our prayers? Mm. I mean, obviously God has plans for people and we know that a lot of those things we're not going to understand. But in 1 Thessalonians 4, the very end of that rapture passage where it's like the dead in Christ are going to rise first and we which are alive and remain are caught up. The last thing that Paul says to conclude that thought is, wherefore comfort one another with these words. Because they were, they had people that were dying left and right in the early church. They were being persecuted, pulled out of their homes. Mm-hmm. Horrible, horrible things that that we will probably never experience here in America, but is happening all over the world, and it was happening there. But his conclusion is, we have comfort, we have peace. Like oh, yeah. I only knew my mom for 
you know, probably six and a half years because the last two yeah. years of my life she was in the she was in the hospital dying of leukemia. But I do know that one day I'm going to see her again, and that is, I believe, all connected to understanding the gospel. Yep. I mean, just like what oh, you yeah. guys are saying, because a lot of people think like, like that term legalism. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but it's like do 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 and it's like yeah we're saved by grace and that's good but like if you don't do these things then god is angry at you he's wrathful at you and mm -hmm. we don't see that there's no example of that in the scripture mm -mm. does god have expectations for us and he holds us accountable to those yes but yep. the wrath of god was satisfied on his son jesus took that for me yep. and at the time of this recording you know we're on we're on tuesday afternoon here so two thousand years ago i mean christ is going through preparing the, that last supper he's getting ready to wash the feet of the disciples i mean and he did that all for us and bore that wrath for us. So right. now we have all this liberty in Christ. And you do the sound. You help with the nursery. And you're helping with a lot right now, stepping mm -hmm. in, like, cleaning the church. What people would look down on and be like, a lowly janitor. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but if she doesn't do it, like, it's, you don't. Yeah, it's it, the most rewarding job I've ever had, yeah, actually. Because it's like you're doing it for, like, yeah. the Lord. It's yeah. not just something that has no value there. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people miss that. A lot of yep. people just totally miss it. And but you guys, you guys are able to understand it. So, like, when you look back and you think about, you know, that that one moment where you put your faith in Christ and and you're here now, how has that helped you explain your faith to other people? Because like, I, I mean, I'm asking that question because I know when I understood the gospel when I was 12. I, when I saw the simplicity of it and I had verses, mm -hmm. I was able to mm -hmm. share my faith where before it was like kind of like this private yeah. thing. Like I know the Catholic idea is like it's a private faith. Like you mm -hmm. just, it's between you oh, and God. Yeah. You don't ever share it. But we don't see that example in the New Testament. So how has that helped you guys like kind of communicate your faith to other people? So a lot of other people um, for some reason have the idea that... Um, Everything is a religion, mm. which to the for the most part in the world, everything is a, a religion. Mm. But whenever I go and explain to them like, hey, look, I'm not religious. I'm not in a religion. I'm just a believer in Christ. Amen, you know what I'm saying? Dude. And so I feel like that helps me a lot. Like being able to tell people like I, this is not a religion. I'm not in a religion. I'm just <clears throat> I'm just a believer in Christ. That's it. Yeah. And then I show him scripture that that proves Jesus Christ died for my sins. The only way to go to hell um, is if you don't believe. Yeah. And, and I show them proof of stuff like that. And then I also tell them that like, look, God doesn't want religion. Religion was something created by this world. Mm -hmm. God didn't create religion. Um, and, and I show them verses and stuff to being able that too, like being able to prove to them verses in the Bible with what I say, really like for the, for the most people that I talk to, which is mainly my coworkers that are not saved. I, I talk to them as much as I can. Being able to show them, like sometimes I don't, I don't carry the Bible with me when I go to work, but I have the Bible app on my phone, mm -hmm. and I show them the Bible, King James version on my phone, and they look at that stuff. That, that when I talk to them and I show them the, the proof verses, they're like, "Wow, I've never really heard it like that." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's my favorite. I, yeah. I don't think that ever gets yeah. old. I love the the realization in their face. We're like, yeah. "Wow, I've never really seen that. I've never really heard it like that." You know? And I was it's, just like, "It's crazy," because the Bible is the number one selling book in the world. Right. I'm fairly certain on that. Yeah. yeah, people don't know what it says. It's the most misunderstood book, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like twisted, misapplied, mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And when you get a chance to talk to somebody and they see 
like really the bible says that yeah it's yeah like, mm-hmm. yeah it does yeah. and there's a lot of other things that it says yeah <laughs> i mean that's yeah. what you were saying too and when, yeah. when you heard it at ranch yeah you're like really it's yeah. that it's that simple it's that yeah easy and and it's it's really heartbreaking when you think about it like so many people are going to miss it and be in hell and that's why our job is is so important yep you guys have a little one um yeah. zakiah and he's down the hall <laughs> hopefully we won't hear from him but <laughs> how does that like how, how does the gospel and your your responsibility and opportunity to serve impact how you view your family like uh raising your family and all the opportunities there for him to hear the gospel i'll let erica talk a little bit um, <laughs> i guess it's put us in like a a little of a protective mode too mm-hmm. like we need to guard what influences get put in front of him and yeah stuff like that and be very responsible about what he's around and what he intakes and it's just the best thing though is how much love we get to show our child Mm -hmm. yes because we wouldn't have been able to love him as much as we do or love each other as much as we do without knowing the love of god absolutely yeah first john 4 says that Mm -hmm. that we know love because he loved us first Mm -hmm. amen and so knowing that unconditional love that God has showed us, it helps Robert and I to show that to our son mm-hmm. and to know that no matter what choices he makes in life, he'll always be our child and we'll always mm-hmm. love him. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we can pass that security on to him. Yeah. Right. And it helps with disciplining him too. Like mm-hmm. when we discipline him, we don't do it just cause right. know, we do it yeah. because we love him and we want him to be, to be successful and to be disciplined. Mm hmm because we love him um and and when we read that as well when we read stuff like that in the bible where god chastens um his people yeah because he loves them you know and, and it's very clear in the bible like that so we would try to make it like that with him like whenever we discipline him we show him stuff it's just because it's it's so much because we love him you know? yeah so and people miss that you know i was yeah. just talking with a pastor just before we got on the interview today and I was telling them, like, people look at anything, like, when you tell people to, like, do something or not do something, it's like, oh, you're restricting my freedom, blah, 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 and this, that. But, mm-hmm. but can people make, in their freedom, can they make choices that hurt themselves? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yes. And mm-hmm. I believe that God knows better than I do. Right. And so the best thing that I can, that you can do for your kids, and this, the same for my situation is just raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't know any of that, like you're saying. I wouldn't know any of that without the gospel. And that that's why, especially with the setting that we have here on this channel, it's like we want people to know the gospel is the beginning, it's the middle, and it's the end of the person's Christian life. Yep. You know, if we don't have that right, th- we're not going to get anything else right. Well, I don't want to say anything else right because... A broken clock is right twice a day, but we're gonna have we're gonna have less success and more failures if we don't yeah. understand the gospel. Yep, and that's what I want people to see with you guys. Like, first of all, you're young. Very, very rarely do people have a passion for the Lord and they're saved. Like, I kind of think mm-hmm. about what you were saying, like praying for these things that you hear everybody else talking about. Mm-hmm. But if you were to really pull back the cover on people, they don't know. Yeah, they didn't have it. <laughs> yeah, and, and they, they, they don't know and they haven't been shown what the Bible says about salvation and peace and security. The Bible says in Romans 5 that we have peace with God because we're found in Christ. Well, how, how am I found in Christ? 
And that's where the gospel comes in. You put your faith in him, you're placed in him, you get all these spiritual blessings and promises, but, but people miss that. And it's crazy to think like 2015, like who even remembers what's going on that year? But you guys know that was the time that you put your faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's led you to this moment here where you're going to, I mean, based on your commitment level, you, you have a choice. You obey God, he'll bless you. You disobey him, yep. he'll chasten you. But there's never a position where you could like lose your salvation. Yep. Mm -hmm. And like you're saying, it affects your marriage and, and yeah. really every aspect of your life. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think it's even more easily understood when you are a parent because yeah. you're like well if my child does something wrong i don't just kick him out and disown him <laughs> right i <laughs> discipline him and i teach him right from wrong right but he's always a part of my family yeah. so it's definitely easier to understand when you're a parent but i'm happy we got that way before right. oh seriously yeah. yeah like i know it's it's crazy like last year what was last year 2022 we're in 23 right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm stuck on 21 for some reason. Oh, like 2021 is burned in my is. brain. <laughs> <laughs> I forget that 2022 happened. Yeah. But um, mm -hmm. Zakai was born in 2022 mm -hmm. in January. Mm -hmm. um, Trent's daughter, Eliana, in January. Our daughter, who we adopted, was born November. in November of 2022. And it's just... It's crazy because like now we all have these children in our lives. Like really mm -hmm. Calvary Community Church like had four babies added <laughs> yeah, in baby one boom. year. But yeah. I look at my daughter and I'm sure you guys look at your son and, and I know I know we've been praying for Trent's kids. He's got two kids and we've been praying for them to understand the gospel. Mm -hmm. His oldest is three years old and we pray for his salvation all the time. But it gives you purpose with them. It's like yeah. it's not just like I hope I have a good kid. Like yeah. I hope they turn out yeah. good. But it's like, because of the gospel, because of how simple it is, I can save my kid a lot of doubt, uh, like de like you were saying, mm -hmm. like depression. Mm -hmm. and Like you're a kid. I, I don't know how old you were when you were thinking that thought of like, I'm going to go somewhere. Yeah. Like, it's great to know that you we all have the opportunity because of the simplicity of the gospel, the beauty of it, to share it with our kids as early as they understand, you know, I'm doing something wrong and I, mm -hmm. I should be doing something right. We know that it's at that time to, to share the gospel. Yeah. I mean, that gives you guys peace and comfort. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It gives me Absolutely. peace and comfort. It gives me peace and comfort mm -hmm. a lot. Like, I'm not yeah. just rolling the dice with my kid. Like, yeah. <laughs> I hope they turn out well. Like, <laughs> yep. you know, it's it it informs every aspect of our lives. So what do you guys see as the greatest need for you going forward? Like, now that you guys are, you guys are plugged into ministry, so... I mean, you're in the most selfless role, I believe, when, when you start serving, right. <laughs> like being a wanted directors and stuff. Like, what do you see as the greatest need for kids right now? The greatest need for kids right now, I see, is if I will be honest with you, I'm gonna. It's very plain. It's 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 Jesus Christ. I mm -hmm. think these kids crave and need someone. Like they need to know that. Jesus Christ does love them mm -hmm. and he did die for their sins and and completely paid for all for all the bad for all the sins that they did forever mm -hmm. like it's not just a payment that you go and you know if you do something bad you lose it no it's it's a payment that's been made one time for all mm -hmm. you know so I feel like these kids that that's what they mainly need is to know that that type of grace that type of love yeah. yeah, the unconditional that unconditional love. love. I feel like that's that's something these that these kids really need. Do you think that there 
like when you when you think about how you were raised, right? Like Catholic Jehovah's Witness, Lutheran. Does that do them like what what kids are going through today? Like they're not even in church, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're like I don't know yeah. if you guys went to Sunday school and all that. Like mm-hmm. I did as a kid. Mm-hmm. I was raised like Baptist, probably like more Southern Baptist, but went to Sunday school all the time, you know, Jesus on the flannel graph and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but it was all just like something I did where I feel as like now kids are just being raised by the, the media culture. Oh, yeah. Like their phones kind of raise them and, and tell them what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. And they're being told a lot, like, do what you want. So do you feel like the church as a whole today, like the church culture is like a positive thing for them or is it more like a negative thing? I feel like if they go to the right church that mm-hmm. has the right message, it's definitely a positive. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, not every church has that yeah. true gospel message. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I believe, you know, with the true gospel message, it, it's a great help for these yeah. kids. Yeah. Um, Getting to have someone yeah. like God knowing that they love you and there's always someone in your corner. Mm-hmm. is so important for these kids and not all of them have that even with their own parents oh, yeah, yeah exactly so it's really important to get that to the kids and be like look he died for everything you did he saved you you are loved you are mm-hmm. his child it's the most important thing a kid can have is that security that even if someone in this world can't love me god's here for me right so true yep because a lot of kids are doing things that they're doing right now because they feel like that's how they'll be accepted. Yep. Yeah. And you guys are working with Awana. I don't know how young the age is in Awana, um, but you guys are working with uh, kids that are really young, you know, like mm-hmm. I think it's like first grade or maybe second grade. It's pre-K, pre-K through uh, sixth. Yeah. So you're getting an opportunity to reach them before they get into the influence of the world. Now, many of them have already been influenced by it. But, you know, using the Awana program to the advantage of reaching more people with that clarity specifically, it'll do nothing but good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I I just, I mean, I I tell Kyla all the time, especially about about you guys, (laughs) because there are so many kids that came through Ranch, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think of, like, Tyler Johnson, which... Tyler Johnson, if you're watching this, like, hit me up, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, crazy. Like, we miss you. <laughs> we need to interview you for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think of like Michael Arroyo, you know, yeah. and like, yeah. like just his persistence to just keep inviting you, giving the invite. Do you remember when we went out there with the bus to your um, to your community out there? Yeah, I know about it, but I wasn't there. Okay, all right, but okay. I do know about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like all that crazy stuff that we did. Like, mm-hmm. and for the audience that we went out there with a truck, uh, not a truck, we had the shuttle that we bought from Mainsail. Mm-hmm. And we challenged everybody in all, all the kids in the community to uh, an ultimate Frisbee game. And we said, if we beat you, or um, what was it? If they beat us or if we beat them something, they have to listen to us give the gospel. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we'd bring <laughs> back a bunch of pizza. So that's what we did. We absolutely creamed these guys like, they were just like <laughs> horrible like it was the score i think they forfeited like, I'm fairly certain. and uh we told them good game and we got them a bunch of pizza and shared the gospel and a lot of kids trusted christ mm. but we did all that to reach people but when i think about it like there's a lot of people that came through ranch that heard the gospel and that's it they they got mm-hmm. saved and that's the most important thing but sadly they didn't like 
grow up into Christian maturity. And that's all a decision between the believer and God. Mm-hmm. But when I look at you guys, y'all have done that. You know, and as a matter of fact, I don't want to be disrespectful if I forget kids that I'm not thinking of right now, but you guys are like the product of the ministry that Kyle and I did for a long time. And that we did that for nine years and you don't see a lot of victory. You do see kids trust Christ and that's the ultimate victory. But you see more often kids get into a lot of trouble afterwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had yeah. phone calls with kids where it's like, you know, they'll call because they, they're, they're in money problems, they're on the street, whatever it is, and I can counsel them, but my heart hurts because it's like, if they would have taken the teaching outside of, you know, just the gospel, just understanding it so they get saved, and they do, but it's very rare that people apply it. You know, and you guys, I'm looking at it now, and I'm like, this is an example of the gospel is, mm-hmm. yes, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, but it's also the motivation for our service. Yep. And we can have lives that are blessed fruitful they're not going to be free of suffering i mean you guys have you know you lost your mother it was a very difficult thing you Mm -hmm. guys have gone through a lot of heartache but it's all easier to take because you know how it ends you know where you're going you know that god is for you he's not purposefully like making things hard for you Mm -hmm. and i look at i look at y'all and i'm just like very thankful that you chose to take what god's word says in a practical sense and apply it not a lot of kids mm-hmm. have done that. Yeah, and honestly, it was it was very easy because like I felt like when when I trusted Christ as Savior, it was very easy for me to. You know, I, I, it took me a while to actually start coming to church. Yeah. After that, like I came to ranch after I trust Christ as Savior, and sometimes I didn't come to ranch. Came yeah. Off. But it came to a point where it was like the Holy Spirit was sort of telling me like you should uh you should, you should go back to church. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like. Man, you know, so it became really easy and 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 uh, kind of routine for me to come back to ranch and then start coming to actual church and, you know, getting into my Bible a lot more, um, just because I knew that that God was there with me. Yeah. And if I was gonna make a mistake or fall, God was gonna be there with me and God was gonna help lift me up, mm-hmm. no matter what. So just knowing that that power of God that that no matter what happens god will be there and god will help me like even uh for for speaking publicly in, in this interview right now like i i get nervous yeah. when i have to speak but i know god's going to be with me and god's going to help me through it all so yeah. it becomes very easy so yeah that's good helps well i think that i think that if if there's anything that people understand from this interview is that like the gospel can change people's lives, but it starts with the clarity of it. Yeah. Yeah. People have to understand it. Yeah. They have to yeah. hear it presented clearly. Like, just because you grow up in a religious home doesn't mean you understand where you're going to go when you Not die. Not at all. Yeah. yeah, as a matter of fact, you probably have a higher chance of rebelling. Yep. Because yeah. you're only told to do stuff because, well, this is mom and dad's religion or this is what we grew up in. Like, I know the gospel. It... It is so much more than just getting saved. And yes, that is that is the function of it. That word means good news. And the good news is Christ died for sins and he rose again. But we should grow up into that. Like we should we should take that that we've been given and then use it as an opportunity to grow. Yeah. So I saw something the other day that was like how much hate has to be in your heart as a Christian to not share the gospel. Mm-hmm. And that was like that like hit pretty hard because it was yeah. like that's yeah. true and there have been times where i've allowed that fear yeah 
to step in. Mm-hmm. I've, um, I've been saying this for a little bit because I'm going through First John right now, and I just see personally, like, I see a lot in Christianity today is mixed with, you know, like, the way people vote. You know, and they just make it like whoever doesn't vote like I do, like they're wicked, horrible people. And I'm like, you need to look in the mirror because we're all sinners. And it's mm-hmm. like if if we don't love people enough to share the gospel with them, what are we really telling them? Like, like silence is deafening, you know, yeah. so it's, it's but that's the danger of today in today's culture. Like everything is. um like a powder keg, man. It's like one mm-hmm. person says one thing. I'm sure you guys have had it before too, where like you start talking about your faith mm-hmm. and people are just like so offended and we look at it. And we're like, Oh, they're missing it. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're offended because the culture has told them something is coming, right. you know, like yeah. God hates you. And it's like, God has demonstrated his love toward you. And that while we're yet sinners, Christ died for you. Now his wrath does abide upon you. And that's only because you haven't put your faith in Christ. And you don't want that wrath to come down on you, which is dying without faith in him. But yeah, it's 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 interesting to see how the gospel changes, how you even view what society would call, you know, the worst of people. Yep. You know, if we had an audience with people, what would we say? I think all three of us in this room would have the right thing to say. You know, share Christ with them. Yep. Oh yeah. We definitely do our best. Yeah. I know I've, 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 I love hearing y'all <laughs> stories about when you talk to people because yeah. that means you're talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, that's the hardest yeah. thing for people to do. Like they don't know why they believe what they believe. You guys are firm on what you believe. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that's a, a coincidence, something that just happens. So Mm-mm. and my last question for you really is like, how hard is it to be a Miami fan here in Tampa? <laughs> like, uh, it's, <laughs> It's actually pretty easy. I think uh, I've I've seen a lot of Miami fans around here. And yeah, but I don't I don't know if I've seen them like smiling. You know, <laughs> just kidding. that's true. We'll get better. Yeah, that's I what know. we say every year. <laughs> Look, the Bucks the Bucks are on a we're on a road right now. I don't know if it's really like going up, but we are on a road. So we've had our success. So maybe it's Miami's turn. I don't know. But yeah, we'll I appreciate y'all's time. Always doing. Yeah, we love you guys. I appreciate doing this. We love y'all. I yeah. I pray that it reaches people that are looking for the truth first of all. So if anybody's listening, the most most important thing is that Christ died for our sins. Absolutely. And that salvation has nothing to do with our good works or performance or promise to continue to perform. We just have to rest by placing our faith in what He did for us on the cross. And once we believe on Him, He says we're passed from death into life. We'll never be brought into condemnation again. Amen. But for those that are listening and they're stuck in their faith, they've put their faith in Christ and they're looking for growth and, and, and comfort and purpose, realize that the Bible's a practical book and yeah. know what it says and then do what it says. Yeah. Yeah. It brings so, joy. It really does. It makes me, it makes me so happy. It makes her so happy. It, that's, that, see, I like so that you say that too, man. It brings joy. Yeah. yeah. Which is so much different than like happiness. Yeah. You know, happiness is like getting your favorite ice cream or maybe like some cheese curds from Culver's that gave you a large instead of a medium or something. It's like, okay. I mean, we were, I was talking to a girl, a a teen girl who comes here. She's struggling really heavily with depression. And Mm. I was like, I did too. Like, Mm -hmm. I was suicidal at a point. And she was like, how'd you fix it? I was like, this might sound cheesy because of where we're at, but God, like, I, I haven't had a depressed day in years. Mm hmm. I really, it doesn't get to me at all anymore, and it's great. Like, just 
that inner peace that I have now with God and everything is just it's yeah. wonderful it's special it really is and you guys are taking that and you're allowing it to motivate your service yep that's absolutely. good absolutely <laughs> well if you're watching and you haven't subscribed yet I don't know why you're waiting yeah. but hit the red subscribe <laughs> button notification bell so every time that we go live or post you get to see that and drop a comment here I think it would be encouraging until next time keep looking up Jesus Christ is coming soon. If you enjoyed today's episode of Bible Line, make sure to subscribe to the channel and share this video with a friend. Do you have a Bible question? Send us an email, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org, and we'll do our best to get you an answer. Or you can leave your question in the comments of this video. Be sure to check the links in the description for more clear Bible teaching. Bible Line is a ministry of Calvary Community Church located in Tampa, Florida.